Hello, and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Dicker, and I'll be talking to you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. I'm willing to bet that for many of you watching, if you've spent much time at all trying to learn to be more successful with women, you've probably drawn a parallel between sales skills and seduction skills, and quite possibly assumed that anyone who's incredible at sales is probably incredible at seducing women as well. And while that is sometimes true, I believe that you are 100% correct. There are many parallels between the two skill sets. Now, today's video is going to be perhaps the first of a few in a series of videos about some of the critical skills that the top salespeople know that many guys should know when they're trying to attract women more successfully. But only if this video is popular. So today I wanna talk to you about the very first topic, which is the idea of pushing versus pulling women into your life. I don't know if any of you watching have ever bought a car before. Many of you probably have. But I remember 10 years ago, the experience of buying my very first new car. See, the company had been around for two years, it was starting to do really well, and I thought it was time to treat myself with a brand new car, something fun, something sporty, something playful. Now, originally I'd been thinking about getting myself something like a Subaru WRX, um, but my partner at the time said, why don't we get something a little bit more fun? One of my friends had had a, an old, like a, he had a hmm, 10-year-old Mazda Miata MX-5, and he would not stop ranting about it. So I suggested that we go and consider buying a new MX-5. We call them MX-5s in Australia, Ma- Miata in the States. And sure enough, we went to a Mazda dealership. And from the minute we got there, the guy was, he was friendly, but he was like too friendly. You know, he was like trying to suck up to me. He was giving me compliments about everything, compliments about what I did for work, Compliments about my taste in cars. Compliments about my knowledge about cars. I've always been a car guy. And and we went, we test drove the car, and I thought, huh, this is actually kind of fun to drive. I reckon this would be a lot of fun in back roads, B roads, you know, driving around, that kind of thing. And uh, Yeah, I reckon I reckon we should buy a Mazda, a Miata. And so, and so we went back, and the guy's trying to sell us, you know, the question was, do we want to buy this car, this specific one? And... When I said to him, I said, oh, I don't know, you know, I'm still thinking about it because it's the first time. Because He said, why don't you want to buy now? I said, well, you know, it's something that I want to consider. I've just thought about buying one today and just today decided I'm going to buy one. And he said, yeah, well, I mean, we could do it. I mean, look, if funds is a problem, I can make sure that we get funds for you and, I, and, I'll, and I'll organize. I said, no, I said, it's something that I want to think about. I said, what do you want to think about? Let me help you make the sale today. Let me help you get this car right now. I said, no, no, it's, it's, I don't want to buy the car right now. When I make up my mind about something, if it's a big financial decision, I'd like to step back, take a day or two to think about it, and then make take action. Right? And he started to get more and more agitated that I didn't have an objection that he could respond to properly. In fact, he even got up and brought his manager over, right? And his manager started pushing me as well. And the harder they pushed, as they started to push harder and harder and harder, the less I wanted to buy that car. Right? And by the end, after like half an hour of pushing, I'm like, you know what, guys? I'm out of here. I don't like this. And I got up and walked out. And then about three days later, I found another Mazda Miata and I went and I checked it out with my partner at the time and I bought it right then on the spot because they were friendly and they didn't have to push me and I took the time to make up my mind. And then three days later, I got a call from that dealership I first went to and they said, hey, we can see in the books you bought a car. Why'd you buy from them and not us? 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so this is my first experience ever buying a car. This is a really unpleasant experience. This is what we know, this is what we call a push sale. When someone was constantly trying to push me towards the sale. Push me, push me, buy it now, buy it now, take action now. Why aren't you taking action now? What's wrong? Let me try to deal with this objection. It's a very unpleasant experience. Two and a half years, I think maybe three years later, it was time for me to buy another car. And so I decided to upgrade. I decided I wanted a European car, so I went to a Mercedes dealership. And from the second I walked into that dealership, the experience was radically different. I was treated... I was treated like they were high value. And because I was there, I was also high value and deserved good treatment. It was this really hard thing to explain. It was like they had... An, an attitude about themselves that they were great, but they treated me like one of their own. Um, I got treated really great from the second I walked in. When I came to the sales guy, he, he never pushed me. It was like, what do you want? What are you looking for? Do you have any clue? Cool. Uh, how do you feel about this and this? He gave me options. He wasn't trying to push me in any direction. When I test drove the car, it was all about just selling. It was making me excited about the car. That's what he was doing. He was a guy who was excited about cars. He loved Mercedes as a brand. He wanted to, he was like, you know, when you buy a toy and you gadget a gizmo and you just want to get your friends excited about it. Uh, and so you kind of talk it up about how awesome all these different things are. You don't want your friends to buy the gadget or gizmo from you. You're just trying to get them to get the infection of getting excited about this thing. This is what the experience was like. And then at the end, I said, hey, I, I really like this car, but there's a few other models. I also want to try an Audi and a BMW and test these all out. And you know what he said? Cool. Do that, man. I highly recommend it. Here's my card. Check them all out. And uh, if the Mercedes is the one you're going to prefer, and honestly, I'm pretty sure it will be. But if it is, give me a buzz and we'll talk then. That was it. That was the end of our conversation. There was no push. No, why don't you want to buy it right now? None of that. It was allowing me to get excited about it and just not doing anything dumb to make me not want to get that product anymore. And sure enough, this was my experience at all the Euro dealerships. And this is what we know as the pull sales strategy, where all you're doing is trying to get the, the prospect to be excited about the product that you want them to buy. And this is one of the massive differences between okay salespeople and really amazing salespeople. Okay salespeople focus on being really pushy with the sale. When someone doesn't buy a product from them, what they do is they focus and they think, how could I have asked for the sale better? How, well, how could I have better identified and dealt with their objections? You know, how could I have, how could I have screened them better? How could I have pushed harder? That becomes the question foremost in the mind when someone doesn't buy a product from them. Now, the kicker is that gets sales. It doesn't get repeat customers. It doesn't create happy customers. Um, and, and it doesn't get nearly as many sales as the pull strategy. And so the higher echelon, the higher quality salespeople focus on the pull sales. They focus on just getting people excited about the product. How can I excite you about this thing? You know, how can I build as much value in this thing that you feel like you got to have it in your life, that you go home and you think, shit, I don't want someone else to buy this product before I do because I really want it and I don't want to miss out. How do I engender that feeling in people? Because that's what, that's how you should be selling. By the way, guys, I noticed that lots of you watch a lot of my videos without subscribing. If you're enjoying my videos, please get subbed. That helps me immensely to grow the channel and spread the love, spread my passion to as many guys as possible. Now, when it comes to attracting women, unfortunately, too many guys fall into the push sales strategy. So when they're out and they're trying to flirt with a girl, they meet her at a bar or they've got her on a date, their whole focus is push. 
How can I push her? How can I push her? How can I deal with objections? I can handle objections and push her towards what I want. How do I push her to come home with me? Right? If she asks me home, maybe I need to persist and ask harder, ask better, convince her more. Um, you know, I, I need to push, I need to push. I'll push and then I'll hold back for a few minutes and I'll push again. Right? I try to find out why not. Why don't you want to come home with me? Maybe I can deal with this objection. They don't say that exactly, but that's what they're doing. That's where their minds are at is, I need to push harder. I need to push better. And again, the kicker is this strategy can get you some results. Because I got to admit, when I was at the Mazda dealership, I kind of felt part of me wanted to acquiesce with his pushiness, right? I couldn't help it. It's, it's part of human nature. When someone's persistently pushing you, sometimes your willpower wants to reduce and crumble. And so, yes, some women, you can, re- you can push through their willpower and crumble them. This is not a great strategy. It's not a great strategy because, first of all, it won't get you the same level of results. But more, even more than that, you are actually without meaning to hurting women, right? Because we don't like to have our, our boundaries pushed consistently, even if they break and we give in. But well, more guys do this, the more edgy women are. You know, have you ever been to a bar and club and you talk to someone, you go up and talk to a woman and she's just super edgy, like super like mean straight away. You haven't even done anything wrong. Oftentimes, this is just because she's already sick and tired of guys being pushy. She's like already had it, had it up to, to her back teeth in, in the shit of guys just constantly trying to push her for an outcome. Nobody likes that experience. So what more and more guys need to do is focus on the pull strategy, the pull seduction. Anytime that you're out with a woman, you're, you're hoping to get an outcome, she should already want that outcome. You know, by the time I say, you know what, I'd like to see you again, what's your number? She should already be thinking, I hope he asks me for his number, for my number. She should already have that in her head. It should just be like, there's, a, there's water building up behind the dam, and then I release the pressure by asking her, right? That should be what it feels like to her. It's the same thing when I ask a woman home to come home with me or try to, try to you know, have sex with a woman. She should already be at the point which is like, yes, this is what I really want, right? It's a fudge yes, right? Not a, uh, maybe, convince me. Because if she's ever, if there's any kind of objection or thing in the way, it's because she didn't really, really want it. You know, and, and you need to learn that. Like salespeople know this too. If someone doesn't want to buy from them, if someone doesn't want to buy a product from me, they'll give me a million excuses. Ah, oh, I'm kind of in between um, jobs at the moment. Or I'm trying to think about what to do financially, trying to be smart. Nine times out of 10, this is an excuse. If you really, really, really are excited about the coaching with me, then you'll spend the money. And I know that and I accept that. And I accept that if you're not really excited about it, either it's not the right product for you or I haven't done a good enough job getting you excited about the product and what a massive difference it can make in your life. Now, it's the same when you're approaching women, right? You need to focus on how can you build value with her? What are those skills that you're developing that builds value? And, I, and, and so things like, yes, it is, it is, it is how you dress, it is how you smell, but it's also how fun you are, how much, how enjoyable the interaction is, right? It's how much you're getting to know her and click with her. It's demonstrating these values, and I know some of you are going to think, yeah, but what if you're super poor, you have no job, and, and you know, you, you dress like a bum? And I'll say, well, then you're going to have trouble selling the product. But then every product, that is, every man out there, can build himself into a product that some women are going to want to buy. That's, that's, I, I've never met a man that can't do that. And so, yes, it would be great if we could all be, you know, seven, six foot three, like built like a, you know, Adonis, you know, dark skin perfect facial structure, that'd be great. We kind of have that, but you can still build enough value that plenty of clients are going to want to buy your product. Plenty of women. 
And, but that's what you've got to focus on, building up the value so that that's what she wants. That's what she's gagging for. So all you're doing is releasing the pressure. That is what the best salespeople do. And that is what the most successful guys do. That is what I push all my clients to do as well. I'd love to know, have you done this in your part in the past yourself? Have you made the switch from trying to push to pull with women? How has that felt? Because I found that massively empowering. I stopped trying to push her towards an outcome and instead let her come to me and build that buying temperature with her. That's it for today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Don't forget to check us out at schoolofattraction.com. I highly recommend you check out my comprehensive and free dating personality test, which you can find by clicking personality test at the top of the page. Thanks again for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you in my next podcast.